to some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, I don't know. You have to have a favorite. What comes to mind? Um, Halloween. You know, the one with the guy in the white mask who walks around and stalks babysitters. Hi, I'm Shah. I'm Ollie. And we are Creeping It in the Family, a podcast where we dish details about all things horror. Is, is it episode 59? Yes. Would it be? Yeah. 59. I ain't got my book on me. So. I just look at you every day hoping you're going to fail. I'm in a routine now. I've got it down I'm to I'm going to have to screw you up somewhere. I don't know how I'm managing it. I won't, I won't screw up I'll now. Try. Not for a long time, anyway. Unless we have like a break off it, then maybe. Is that you hinting? No. <laughs> I'm just saying that. That'll be the By only By the case. way, guys, this is going to be our last episode for the next few months because. Oliver's just decided I'd imagine when you're moving out, we will have to have a bit of a break. Oh, yeah, the first, maybe like the first week, we might have a hiatus. Hiatus? Hiatus? We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll play it, play it by ear. The good thing is about this is we don't get paid for it, so we can essentially yeah, do what so the fuck, fuck we want. Fuck you all. <laughs> and there goes our we're, listeners. We're, we're, under no, we're under no obligation, so. No, we've got no promises to make. We give no fucks. So, all's well. So, what is, what is it? Is this like the story of Lorraine Warren this week or whatever it is? Here we go. Right, this I'm just gonna say right now that like, I spent majority of my Sunday instead of doing schoolwork typing this up. So right. I did all my schoolwork on Saturday so I could do this, and I believe it's publishable. I'm not even gonna lie to you. What if BuzzFeed it? want to twock this, then I will accept a small fee. So we are doing Ed and Lorraine Warren: A Help or a Hindrance? Right. Do you know what a hindrance is? I'm guessing is that like a scam, like a somebody who doesn't help, right? But also a scam artist as well inside yeah. it. So feel free to chip in at any given point. Feel free to make shocked like <gasps> noises. It's not even really that shocking, but it's quite interesting. Yeah. And so uh, with the help of the blockbuster Conjuring franchise, Ed and Lorraine Warren vastly became household names again in recent years. It's almost a certainty that the two wouldn't be nearly as infamous or successful without the series that follows their story. With the handsome Patrick Wilson, an arguable scream queen within her right, Vera Vermiga, taking the reins as the paranormal hunting duo, their charisma and obvious chemistry on film makes the Warrens lovable, almost enviable protagonists. The amount of times that I tweet only half-jokingly about needing a relationship like Ed and Lorraine Warrens is pretty embarrassing, yeah. <laughs> to be fair. Accompanied with a gift of them, a gift, a gift of them dancing along to I Can't Help Falling In Love With You from the scene, but it's all right. However, just how far have these based on true events films twisted and warped the truth behind the couple? And are they really the saviours and heroes of the tale or the villains duping vulnerable and scared individuals and families in order to profit from notoriety? Could we just pause and take a moment to see how good that fucking introduction was? Why am I why am I a teacher? You are an English teacher, to be fair. Yeah, I suppose. So we'll just... This is your trade. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. So uh, we're going to go with a little information on the couple out of the cinematic realms now. We're going to talk about the real Ed and Lorraine Warren. So Ed Warren Miney was born in Bridgeport, Connecticut in 1926. And Lorraine Rita Warren was born on January the 31st, 1927 from the same place. Even as children, both claimed to acknowledge and experience paranormal anomalies that were out of the ordinary for everyday children. When Ed was only five years old, he claimed that he saw an apparition and described it as a dot of light that grew until it became his family's landlady, who had incidentally died the year before. 
Soon after, he claims he was having dreams of dead relatives that he'd never met, an example being his aunt who would send him messages from, about his future. He specifically recalls ones where he says she told him he would help many priests but never become a priest himself, something that he believed to be true as he worked with a lot of priests afterwards. Likewise, Lorraine discovered that she would undertake the extraordinary as a child, but she assumed that everyone else could do the same thing until she was 12 years old. Rumour has it that on Arbor Day, she was residing at her all-girls private school and her classmates had just planted a sapling. As soon as they put it in the ground, she saw it as a fully grown tree. When one of the nuns asked why she was staring at the sky, Lorraine told her that she was just looking at the tree. When the nun asked if she was seen into the future, Lorraine simply responded, yes, I guess I am. Something that the new instalment of the Conjuring franchise, The Devil Made Me Do It, did stick relatively true to were the early stages of Ed and Lorraine's relationship. When they were both only 16 years old, Ed was a movie usher that Lorraine and her mother had frequented. They began dating, but soon after, Ed went to fight in World War II as part of the Navy. He ended up getting 30 days of survivor's leave when his ship went down in the Atlantic Sea, and it was upon his return that the two got married, and they had their daughter, Judy, a couple of years later. Once the war had ended, the Warrens had to work out what they were going, uh, how they were going to make a living. Both of them were skilled landscape artists and loved to paint. So that's what they originally decided to do. However, they did it with a twist. Rather than painting landscapes, they would instead paint haunted houses that Ed found in the newspaper. They'd go to the houses, sketch them, knock on the door, then offer the sketch in exchange for more information about the haunting. If the haunting was compelling enough, they'd paint the house properly and sell the artwork later. They spent five years doing this. Before this, Lorraine had actually been a sceptic, even when she'd had her own clairvoyant experiences. Her belief came from the amount of people that they spoke to. She says directly, I thought they were kind of suffering from overactive imaginations or were just making things up to get attention. However, the similarities between those hauntings began to make a pattern and gradually turned her into a believer. This belief led to Ed and Lorraine Warren creating the New England Society for Psychic Research in 1952 so that they could document their cases. They also brought this home, creating the Occult Museum, which housed many allegedly haunted objects alongside the files and tapes of their investigations. They assisted on many hauntings and were both part of retelling information from the first Conjuring film. Unfortunately, Ed passed away in his home in Monroe at 79 years old. Then 13 years later, on 18th of April 2019, Lorraine Warren passed away peacefully in her sleep at 92. So that's just a little bit of brief background about the two did we expect it from how they're perceived in the films because i know you don't know too much about them yeah but from what so what what you're saying so the question at the start what was it helpers or helpers or a hindrance the thing that i've learned from that is money was always the incentive right from the start it was always about the money the second they started going into haunting stuff it was always to make money i'm not saying that's my that's my mind made up now but i'm saying that okay. it was there, there was never the like, they just decided was going to go paint people's houses and then if they wanted to hear more, they had to pay more about the haunting of the house and what, what's involved in it. And the fact that uh, Lorraine wasn't always, like, a believer in this. She never said she doesn't believe, but it was, like you said, that uh, Ed was new from, like, five years old that mm. he'd started having encounters and Lorraine didn't. So, at the, at my mind, it made up at the minute, but it just seems a bit strange that money was always the incentive right from the very beginning. Would it... Would it change your mind to know that they never charged any money for the research? When they'd helped out in cases, they never charged any money? 
but you've just said that they, in order for like the the paint the house to go up and say if you want to know more about the haunting you, you've got to pay for it no they no they sketched the house they went to the people who own the house and they said we've got a sketch here would you accept that if if you told us more about what the haunting's like so where did the money come into it because you said there was money involved in that didn't you so if they thought that the house was scary enough they would then paint the house and sell it to other people not the family they would sell the right. thing as a working frame of that they never they never um they never uh, pay it like accepted any money from the families they helped right. or if they helped okay but right. there's more about that later so we'll get we'll get a bit more onto it so influence on the film and hidden allegations now my view is very tainted because i love vera famiga and i love patrick wilson's portrayal of them in the franchise and they are 100% relationship goals however the real ed and lorraine story has a little more bite to it than the film makes out at some point, I heard that Ed and Lorraine had a huge impact on how they were presented in the film to the point where they could refuse to enlist their names on the project if they didn't like what they saw. And it's really important to note this because Ed and Lorraine own those cases. Yeah. So it like they would not be able to write about a certain case. They could not write about the Enfield haunting featuring Ed and Lorraine Warren because Ed and Lorraine Warren own that case. Yeah. So... If they if it was really bad, they they could have just pulled the plug at any point and taken away their names, and but also like unlike the cinematic duo, their relationship wasn't quite as solid as it was made to seem. In fact, allegations were made by Judith Penny, who resided in the Warrens' home for quite some time. She said that she had lived there as a housekeeper and as Ed's lover for four decades, and that the relationship started when she was only fifteen years old, and that Lorraine actually knew about the affair. Right. Apparently, Ed Warren had been in his mid-30s when he allegedly first met a teenage Penny and that at the time he was working as a city bus driver to make ends meet. They started their affair then. Penny stated that she actually became pregnant in 1978 with Ed's child, but that Lorraine persuaded her to have an abortion to avoid a public scandal, fearing it would put an end to their ghost hunting business. Penny's final statement also included that Ed was abusive towards Lorraine, stating that sometimes Ed would actually have to slap her across the face to shut her up. Some nights I thought they were going to kill each other, she stated. Although this was never proven, the speculation still remains. Which makes me really, really sad. Because <laughs> they're so cute. Yeah, but that's non-Hollywood, isn't it? I know, that's it's the, not real. It's not, yeah, I, I know that the Conjuring you're, you're not, not in love with Ed and Lorraine Warren. You're, I'm not, you're in love I just with the love them. Perception they're of them. so cute. You're in love with the actors, not I the I am, they're so cute. So this is my big section, Heroes or Hoaxes. Ed and Lorraine assisted on many hauntings and are central to many creepy paranormal tales we read today. Real-life cases like the Enfield haunting, the Perron haunting and the Amityville haunting all of which have gone on to make millions in the Conjuring universe. Even the newest film, The Devil Made Me Do It, features the Warrens standing side by side, almost duo-handedly tackling some of the scariest and most sinister demons ever to haunt the screen, whilst making us awe with brief moments of sincerity and affection. Cue Patrick Wilson singing, I can't help falling in love whilst keeping his eyes fixed on Lorraine. But how much were the Warrens actually involved in these cases, and did they do more harm than good? Although Amityville is probably the most famous case featured in the Conjuring series, it doesn't get a lot of screen time. Only briefly mentioned in the first, I believe, and then hit in the opening sequence of the second. 
At a press junket, Lorraine Warren was asked if the Perrin family haunting that was the main focus of the first film compared much to what the Lutz family faced in Amityville. She said, Amityville was horrible, honey. It was absolutely horrible. It followed us right straight across the country. I don't even like to talk about it. I will never go in the Amityville house again. You don't know how long my career is. That's the only one. Now, the DeFeo family did suffer tragedy in that house, but the Lutz family haunting is widely known as a hoax. However, the Warrens still claim it to be haunted, despite there being pretty damning evidence that it was not real. In fact, the Warrens had very little to do with the Lutz family because they only got involved when they participated in a psychic slumber party shortly after the Lutzes abandoned their new home in the middle of the night, followed by a camera crew from a local news affiliate. Lorraine sensed great malevolence in the house and she insisted it was infested with demonic entities. Do you know much about the Amityville? No. So, I don't know too much. Daniel DeFeo, I feel like his name's Daniel DeFeo, that might be wrong already at the start. So there was a, the DeFeo family lived in the house and one night the son got up and shot his entire family dead. Yeah, I've, I've heard of the basic story of it, but I don't know. And he blamed, he blamed the devil like he said people like he was he was under like people were giving making him say voices the house influenced him and then obviously he was arrested and whatnot but then the lutz family moved in and they said that they were getting haunted by the same spirits but it's widely known as a hoax like the amityville's not real yeah but ed and lorraine warren said it was right and they've stuck to that they stuck to that till the dying day but would you stick to that to save the embarrassment of, save face. of being art? Because if you think if they got pulled over by a hoax, like if they got if they got pranked, essentially for lack of a better phrase, it kind of discredits a lot of the previous work. If there's some like yeah. oh well, someone it's like you, you cra- save face. If you're like, yeah, it is hot, and then someone goes, actually, I was bullshit, and that's all a lie, and they're like, oh shit. Because yeah. I'd imagine they'd have stuck by it by that point and said, yeah, we can feel the demonic presence, blah blah. blah. And then someone goes, nah, I was only joking. But they've now got to stick to it and be like. No, no, there is, there is, regardless yeah. of whether he was joking, there is, because otherwise it discredits all the work. Yeah. This is a problem in a job like this. If you, if you slip you've got up, to if believe you, other people if you, if, if as you, well. And if you slip up once, everything you've done up until that point is discredited. Yeah, it becomes discredited, definitely. And then in, in a way, it's a, it's, a, it's a good field to be in because no one can actually prove if what you're saying is bullshit. Yeah. Like, no one can... That That's why this, we're even having this conversation, because you can't prove whether or not what someone says is bullshit. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, an interesting yeah. one. So you'll know this a little bit more. So the first movie was also a catalyst for conversation as to whether Ed and Lorraine were for real or simply fraudsters who were looking for infamy across the world with their paranormal cases. In this film, Ed and Lorraine fight against Bathsheba, a woman who killed her own baby and pursues after the parent matriarch, Carolyn. Sorry, just touching back on that last bit. The second one, the second Conjuring, is that in the English? Yeah, that's England. That does that not have a touch of Amityville then? Because yeah, that's what I said. It's in the first. It's briefly mentioned in the first, but then in the second, it's is that the story in the second? No, it's not the main story. It's it's the opening scene with the shooting in the mirror. Yeah, and, because, but then it transfers to England because surely the it, in the way the ending of the Conjuring two, well near the end when they think it's all a hoax and then they come back and that she realizes, don't she? Is she on the train? Yeah. Do you think that's like kind of blending into the Amityville thing? No, because. Enfield was a hoax, and I'll come on to that in a minute. Uh, right. There's there's something on the Enfield thing. So the first movie was also a catalyst for conversation as to whether Ed and Lorraine were for real or simply fraudsters who were looking for infamy across the world with their paranormal cases. In this film, Ed and Lorraine fight against Bathsheba, a woman who killed her own baby and pursues after the Perrin matriarch, Carolyn. 
In real life, this case was very different. For one, Ed Warren never performed any exorcisms because these can only be done by Catholic priests, although the Warrens did sometimes work along priests. In fact, what happened instead was in the real events, Ed performed a seance with instead and Roger, the family's father, who was often away from home working as a long-haul driver, threw Ed and Lorraine out of the house because Roger felt the couple were exploiting his wife, Carolyn, and negatively affecting her mental state. Mm. So it's not all, oh, I'm so grateful. But he threw them out. Yeah. Because he thought they were manipulating her, which they could have been. Yeah. So the Annabelle case is another tale that we only have the Warrens' information to back it up with. Originally, the story of the doll entails a nursing student receiving an Raggedy Ann doll from her mother in 1970. When the doll exhibited strange behaviour, a medium revealed that the doll was possessed by a deceased woman named Annabelle Higgins. The student and her roommate took sympathy on the spirit and allowed Annabelle permission to inhabit the doll. However, frightening happenings began to occur and the student contacted the Warrens to investigate. The couple took the doll back to their museum and put it behind glass on display, warning visitors that the last man to mock Annabelle ended up perishing in a motorcycle crash, providing no names or evidence to this claim whatsoever. So that's the story of Annabelle debunked, because I thought this was actually, that was actually true, but yeah. there's no name, no evidence, no anything to go with it. It's just what Ed Warren told people. Because it'll profit them if people believe it. Yeah, and whilst they never paid anybody to visit the houses and do research and nobody paid them, they did charge $13 a hit, a ticket for yeah, visit to the go. museum. In the second conjuring, we are focusing mainly upon the Enfield house. And one big piece of evidence that proved the haunting was real was a picture of Janet levitating off the bed, which you can see in the credits. Yeah. Don't get too excited though, because it looks like a little girl jumping off the bed and that's it. Yeah. Ed Warren claimed that he saw it happen but this was counteracted by Janet admitting in 2015 that she and her sister faked some of the phenomena, which makes it highly doubtful Ed saw her levitating. Yeah, they're the shock. Yeah, even the girl, the main girl in it who threw a voice to be the, the guy Fred. Yeah. She admitted, yeah, we did make some of it up. Fucking hell. The newest part of the franchise, The Devil Made Me Do It, divides opinions across the board with its release. But at the end of the day, it told the same story of Ed and Lorraine, a powerful religious couple determined to help, fighting off evil, slight moment of weakness, but ultimately survive and are even more in love at the end. Don't think I'm complaining about the last part, though, because I'm a sucker for a romantic ending. Yeah. For those who haven't seen it, without spoilers, because I know it's relatively new... A young boy is possessed. The boy's sister's boyfriend begs the demon for it to take him instead. Later on, the boyfriend, Arnie, kills someone apparently under the act of possession. In the movie, we have Ed and Lorraine fighting his corner. But in real life, Carl Glatzel, David's older brother, who was the little boy, attempted to sue Lorraine Warren and Gerald Brittle, author of the requisite true story book, The Devil in Connecticut, for unspecified images. As part of his suit, Glatzel claims his family was manipulated by the Warrens, that they and Brittle concocted a phony story about demons in an attempt to get rich and famous at their expense, none more so than little David, whose mental illness he feels was exploited for the monetary gain. And perhaps the most ridiculous of all the stories from the Warren case files, the werewolf. Apparently, the couple with priests and retired police officers exercised the angry spirit of a werewolf from a dead man's body. Right. Not a dead man's body, a man's body. He was not dead. He's dead. He's <laughs> not, not dead. dead. <laughs> there are some positives to Ed and Lorraine Warren, I suppose. They did appear to be an affectionate couple, and I suppose we'll never know now as to whether their home life was as loving and innocent as it seemed. 
It's also important to note that they never charged anyone when they were investigating. Their services were free. Of course, they made their monies through books, royalties, name drops and the museum. They were pretty decent parents from what Judy says about them. And this is what she had to say about criticisms of their cases being false. I hate that they say that they were in it for the fame or money or anything like that. I think that was one that probably came up a lot and I had a hard time with that criticism. They were really, really trying and they always tried. After my dad collapsed, he was a full care patient for five years, so he wasn't even there. He was in the house, but you know. My mum, would, my mum, she would take these calls in the middle of the night and sit and talk to people. We wanted to change the house number so many times, but she wouldn't let us. She'd sit and talk to people until they were comfortable enough to go to bed and go to sleep. Or if they felt, okay, this will work, or we'll talk to you in the morning, then she'd get back to them. So actually, she sounds like quite a yeah. sweet old lady. Regardless, the Warrens are heavily encrypted into our modern world, even with their spirits passing. I think I'd have loved to meet Lorraine, and I'd have also loved to see the museum, which is now unfortunately closed too. Nothing will ever be as perfect as their love and passion for one another in the movies, but movies aren't real life. They're fabricated, no matter how many times you stick inspired by true events in the opening credits. They're a huge fundamental part of paranormal progress, real or fake. Me, myself, I don't believe it all, but maybe sometimes, sometimes they might just have caught something. So you're asking me the question now, do I... Do you believe in them? No, I don't. It makes me so sad. Yeah, but, but you're, I'm, you're, I'm thinking the movie people yeah, and I know you've got, I shouldn't. You've got, you've got to distance yourself from the movie. But not she talk, still talk. sounds really nice. She, I never really she, liked she might, Ed. She might be, but I'm only psychic mediums, you know, and they're probably nice people, but they're there to fucking get money out of you. I know, it's just I, odd. I don't believe that... Uh, the, the thing is, they're either, they either did what they did and to them it was real, or they are really awful people because what people are claiming against them is right. If they, if they knew, if, yeah. they, if they both knew... Whether they'd spoken up before, like, we can get some money out of this, let's just bullshit our way through life, fake it till we make it. That, that You are playing on people's mental health because you're going to go in and go, oh, there is a demon here. And, and this kid that might think there's a ghost in here or something. Like, that's, it, yeah, it's really it damaging. You can really hurt someone's... You, you can make them terrified to, to be awake all day and you, you can really fuck yeah, they were up in a, with that. they were in a big position of power. It, it'd be interesting to know what... The, because all we hear is people's accounts of them like no one's there's no footage of them two together there's no no do, 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 you can't there's act, an odd picture but obviously but you can't you can't act, you don't see what it was like to speak to what it was like as people it's all accounts obviously the daughter's going to back them up it's your parents you'd defend them till the end of the earth and maybe they never told the daughter that it was fake they, they wouldn't have had to yeah she was she was brought up with that she and, was exa- up with exactly that. can you imagine like even if like even if i I was moved into a house at my age now and I was told there was an occult museum downstairs with scary artefacts and haunted objects. I'd shit myself. It's not even just about scaring. So scare- imagine as a child. It's not even just about scaring though, is it? It's about kids slip, Kids can slip the tongue easily. They can. There was a famous video and I cannot remember what it was about. You, you might have seen it, but there was it was these these people were on the news about something and the kid blurted something out that basically meant like the reason they was on the news was bullshit. It was a hoax about something. I can't remember what it was. But yeah, the kid the kid said mm-hmm. something that dropped a minute and so you wouldn't tell your kid that because all, all it would take is for them to want to t- tell one of the schoolmates or the friend's parents or anyone and it and it get out and it that that's it. That When you built up a reputation solely based on f- 
things that aren't proven, the only thing that you have is your word. And once your word gets contradicted, that's it. You, you're fucked. You, you, everything you've done. Is I don't know. I've never really known about Ed as a person. I like to think Lorraine had mo something more about her. I like. I like to think that she she did have a sort of clairvoyancy because she never. She's never predicted the future. She's never like seen the future. She she just gets senses. So it's not like it's not like she was saying, "Oh, I know," you know, somebody's thingy. Like she she yeah. get vibes, and I I think you know I I think people are more in touch to the sixth sense than that. If she was going around being like touching stuff and going, "Oh my god, I've got a memory of this thing," like yeah, fair enough, but. She, the, the the problem the problem is is it's it's money motivated the the thing like charging tickets to come in and like be, becoming famous and they've they've been getting paid for articles and all sorts and this that that thing they opened up so they could document yeah. the things that like money was obviously a motivator for it but by a, by another point though surely if that was going to be their life's work they would have to profit from it somehow because they they need they to would, make a yeah, living but unfortunately that the point is when you start profiting off something it, it it loses integrity in case of is this actually real? Like because there's because it it's beneficial for something to happen. When it's beneficial for something to happen, do, do you know what I'm yeah. saying? It then gives you reason to maybe twist the truth or exaggerate or stuff. She just looks like may, a may, really cute old lady. Maybe very early on they the, did the, the genuinely believe, but after a while, it's it's like it, it it's like going fishing and not catching a fish, but then you tell everyone at home that you caught a massive fish because you because it. Or it benefits you to to get a result. Like yeah. if if they if they went to a house and nothing was happening four or five times in a row, that that the, the name starts going off the radar. People stop talking about them. They're not as big of a deal. But then suddenly this big haunting arrives and it's a massive news story. The, the, yeah. the, the names in the in the limelight again. I, I don't I don't I don't credit them and I don't discredit them because it it's one of them things you can't prove. All you can take is a word for it. And you know those were very very prolific stories like those were not the only cases that they researched and a lot of families have backed them and said no they really helped they did they did a lot they put our minds at ease they they were the, really good those are you know those are the ones picked out because they're the ones that I, contradicted I think, I think the problem is if you say if you felt like it was being possessed and we 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 paid for the most um the the best exorcist exorcism fucking train people money can buy mm. and they came in and did it i think i think majority of it must be in your head and the fact that these people who are, who are known for for curing it have come in that might that might be what it is it might just all be mental so these yeah. people want to it's just a warm settling feeling that ed and lorraine warren are coming like they know the stuff they'll get rid of it and then maybe once they've been and left they might not have actually done anything but just them being there yeah. and looking like it's they've done something yeah, yeah exactly it's like the placebo effect it makes you think that it's solved everything I'd like to admit them this is what I mean it's you can tell a lot about someone once you've actually seen footage of them or seen mm. do you know what I mean you can like if there was walking around the house like what, what's her name fucking Evie or something off Most Haunted what's her name oh Yvette Yvette like, when she's like, did anyone hear that noise? And then you're like, oh, yeah, whatever. Sure, but, we did about But if they're just walking around the house and saying, but you could tell, the signs you there can tell. There is a documentary. So I feel like Lorraine is on screen somewhere. I, 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 it's, a, it's a weird one. I, I don't think... I can't answer the question whether they were scandalous or not because I just don't know enough about them. And I, a, few year, a few years ago. A few years ago, no. A few episodes ago, you asked me if you could have one thing solved... One question. God, that was ages ago. That if question. you could have that one question solved, episodes. what would it be? 
And I don't know what I said, but I think I'd change it to this. We're Ed and Lorraine Warren. It's a good answer. Just yeah. about 50 episodes late. Yeah, we're Ed and Lorraine Warren. Legit. Or with a fake. But then I suppose with that, then comes with... Um, is the paranormal real? Because then we'd find out. But, then, if they but would... then even if... Yeah, the, the Ed and Lorraine question... If you asked, is the paranormal real? And someone said, yes, that don't prove Ed and Lorraine's no. right. If you, still if you asked if Ed and Lorraine were legit and yeah. they were real... Then you would have an answer to it. Then how would you word it real? saying are they legit? Legit in terms of what you what, what you just said is would uh, did Ed yeah. and Lorraine Warren have the powers to have the abilities to see the afterlife? The yeah, to, yeah, communicate with spirits. Do you think though? I mean, it's sort of like also because they they could be I mean, like they could have predicted things that were wrong and stuff like that, and they could be scam artists, but not know they were scam artists. Well, one of the biggest things is the Annabelle thing. If you're going to say a motorcyclist died. You would have a name. Yeah. You would have a name or a location or a, or a date where that happened. Yeah. It's st- stuff like that. That I think that might be a slip up for them if there was scam artists because it's like um, I listen to a this thing called the Happy Hour podcast. Yeah, Jack mate. Yeah. Do you, do you what? Do you yeah. listen to it? It's it's so good in it. It's my yeah. favorite podcast. Um. Did you watch? Did you listen to it back in the old days when do, when he did it with Doody Ray? I went from old to new, so yeah, I've heard. So it. did you hear the one where they went to? The, the, I can't remember. I think it was Wales. They went to a abandoned, like no, not abandoned, but like a castle thing, and did a ghost hunt. No, I haven't seen. Have you not one. seen the video? Well, watch it. the video. It is fucking hilarious. Do you know who Robbie Knox is? Yeah, it is in it. Is it is hilarious? I bet he's so oh funny. god, it's so funny. But yeah, Doody Rhino basically he, he he starts crying because the group that they do it with are like psychic mediums and all this. Yeah. And Doody Rhino in this podcast actually explains how pissed off he is and he slags off a company because he said, in the moment when you're in a dark room with a candle lit, you, you kind of, you, your common sense goes adrift and you don't think about what's happening. So when this medium's asking him questions and they're asked, they're so clever in the way that they ask questions that make it sound specific to you, but it's not. Yeah. And if, if you sit, so they could get something wrong and it because of the way they speak and the way, just the, just the vibe of the room and they're like, Oh, like your mum misses you. Like, oh, my mum lives at home. Oh, not your mum, your, your gran. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? And it, you don't think, well, he's got that wrong. You think, oh, it was just a bit of miscommunication. Like, yeah. And I think the, the the play on something about his mum or something, he starts crying. And it, once he's left it and gone home and he's thought about it, and he's thought, them dickheads, like, seriously, they didn't, they, they, yeah. they were bullshitting, but they was asking questions that make it seem so specific. Well, so, he did one as well where he, he made up about his dead gran and he didn't have a dead gran and he ra- like he was co- talking to this psychic. So, so have you heard, have you heard the DuckTales story then? Yeah. I was going to do I that was, as one of the midweeks. No, you gonna... could, I'd, no, I'd love to hear it again. No, because you, you know the twist now. What was it? Jack, so... Oh, oh no, you wouldn't have heard it. No. No, I, I was going to say, I don't think... I, I was thinking about it, and I was like, oh, no, on, I haven't heard It's on Doody Rhino's channel, because Jack, Jack Mate used to try and write... No, Doody Rhino used to try and get stories to... I'll call him Jordan, because I don't even think it's called Doody Rhino anymore. Jordan used to find ghost stories on Reddit and stuff to try yeah. and scare Jack, because Jack's very yeah. much a sceptic. And then Jack says, right, let me do one on you one time. I'll find a ghost story. And he reads this ghost story that scares the fuck out of, of, Jack, uh, of Jordan. And it's it's called the Ducktail story. Ducktail. Ducktail, yeah, Duck. I'm gonna write that down because my year eights need a scary story on Friday. But the 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 this oh this is gonna come out before Friday, isn't it? Do you think we'll listen? Uh, no, they'll be fine. So the the the, the girl that is about a girl girl called May, and Jack basically wrote the story himself on the train up, and it's a good story, but it's all bullshit. And then at the end, Jack's like, um. What so what what was the story again? Like, the, the ducktail story, and he's like, yeah, what was her name? He's like May, and then he's like, 
made up tale. And then it, it's <laughs> fucking hilarious, his reaction. It, it's a, such a good video, you should watch That's it. That's good. So I'm going to ask you a question now. I've got a picture of Ed and Lorraine Warren here, the real Ed and Lorraine Warren. Have you ever seen them before? No. Right. I've seen Lorraine, I think, not... I've what seen, do you think they look I, like? I watched a Conjuring behind the scenes thing the other day. Yeah, she, she was she, on that. She was on that, yeah. So what do you think in terms of Ed and Lorraine? Like when you imagine Ed, maybe, if you've seen Lorraine. <laughs> I don't know. I think you've asked me to guess Lorraine before and I got it quite accurate. but I, No, I it was somebody else. That was Ruth from... Uh, no, it wasn't Ruth. The name's not Ruth. It was Gertrude from the Sylvia Lakens case that you didn't like. Yeah. But what actually, she does quite similar to her as well. But what about Ed? When you think of Ed Warren, I'd say about six foot, mm-hmm. short. I, I no no, I think he's got quite longish hair. Not long as in down, but long as in big outwards. Okay. Go on, show me a picture. So that's Evan Lorraine. They, they look just like your normal couple, don't they? Yeah. Except I think she knows what's going on there. Like she, she looks yeah. like she looks proper sus on that picture. I mean, it makes me laugh because Lorraine and Vera, they look quite dead on. Like she looks like later on that she could look quite similar Maybe. to her. I think you said that about any old old person. But Ed and Patrick Wilson, how fucking far off can you get in terms yeah. of that? He looks like he, the, he looks like Carl from Up. I watched a funny interview with Patrick Wilson the other day when he was talking to it. Like there was, it was a nun interview and the nun was dressed as a nun and he was talking. Yeah, to oh my god, I saw that. It was on Facebook. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah. All right, so is that is that it? So that's it. To, to conclude, so I, I, hindrance I can, or help? I, I can't answer, but I'd I'd like to go with help because until the proven, I think it's you can't discredit someone's life work until it's proven otherwise. It's unfair. And you know, you've just got to think what they've done for the paranormal world. I'm, I'm not being fun- right. This could upset a lot of people. I'm not. Yeah, I'll say it. Just say it. it, fuck it. Like there's a podcast called um Prepare to Get Offended or something like that. Ooh, and good. They just fucking go through I'd people. Have, I'd have the sack to do that. No, though, me neither, but it was really good. Um like I'm not comparing the two, but at the same time, you could argue that like religious people, they're just the same. There's no there's no stone no, cold proof of what they're doing. Yeah. But when they die, you can't go, Oh yeah, well like say if a priest passes, you can't say, Oh, well, all that bullshit about God. Yeah. You can't discredit someone's life work unless something comes out that says that that's caught and red handed. Yeah. yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna credit them and say they were they were legitimate and great people, but I'm also not gonna say they weren't because what right yeah, do I we have? We don't when, know. Yeah, there's there's no And I'm glad proof. you said that. I'm glad it wasn't straight away it was what an absolute load of bollocks. Because, you know, I'm I'm on the same fence. I'd like to believe that they help people and they try to help. I like I like to see the best in people. So I, I like the idea that, you know, maybe sometimes it didn't always go as yeah. right as it does in the films. Yeah, but just, they did I, try. You just can't, like a daughter said, you can't discredit someone's life work unless no. unless something does and, go wrong. And, and we'll and never know. It. Yeah, we'll, we'll never know. But at the end of the day, it makes good film and it, it entertains people and people still talk about millions. it. Exactly, so. And, you know, they are, they're, they're a main pop culture reference, I would. Like, if you showed After a the picture of them, now, yeah. you would know who they were. Like, the the... Real, like the fake head in the rain. Oh, yeah, the yeah, like you yeah, would say, yeah. Oh, it's head in the rain. Yeah, the Conjuring universe is probably one of the biggest universes in, yeah. in the world right now, which is good for horror because, yeah, it's horror nice is normally a bit that. of a subgenre, isn't it? Not many people are into it, but, but yeah, I agree. Oh, that was good. That I enjoyed that. Yeah, I'm glad. Publishable, Buzzfeed, you can have it. So, Monday is paranormal activity. It is. We'll go right. to that one. Alright, <laughs> you picked I, it. I, mean, I know, but I feel like I feel like I did enjoy the first one. So. The first one was alright, I like the second, one too keen on the third and then it all turned to shit. Right, so tune in Monday for that. Thanks right. for listening. Thanks for listening, bye.